He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. All right, guys, welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I am Evan Wexel. Um, this episode was recorded live last night uh, with film director Joe Castro. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to record it, actually go live on Facebook while I was recording on my end. So you'll hear some of that. Um, so this is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Our website is awkwardwithevan.com. Please, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you have the time, please write a five-star review. would be much appreciated. And even if you're not on iTunes, you can do Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter. And we'll get into patreon.com slash funny Evan later for those that would be uh, willing enough to support me. Um, so yeah, as I already gave it away, my guest this week, this is episode number 21, legal Awesome. Uh, my guest is film director Joe Castro. He is someone I never had a conversation with until tonight, uh, which is great. I talked to him when passing. Um, I know him through my wife. My wife, I guess, before we were married, even before she met me, she was in this uh, sh- horror film, you could say, uh, called Terror Tunes, Terror Tunes 2.0. And then Terror Tunes 1.5. I'm not sure what the order was. I have to look on IMDb. But uh, she did this uh, very cartoonish humor um, that was all put together. Uh, not even cartoonish humor, cartoonish gore horror comedy. It's so unique. Um, so definitely check out Terror Tunes. Search Terror Tunes because we'll get into what that is, what that franchise is, and just what Joe Castro was like as a creator, how he found his way to LA, how his paths are similar, and. Uh, how he knew film director Robert Rodriguez, who is responsible for the L Ray network. I brought up the network to him and he had a very funny story about that. So there's going to be a lot of goodness uh, to get into on this episode. Um, I'm even going to just ask him some general movie questions and then I'll even let him ask me some questions. So without further ado, um, you'll hear me doing a little more intros than usual because I'll be introducing the show to uh, his audience as well. He had about a hundred Facebook friends watching last night. Um, so without further ado, yeah, this is Joe Castro. Okay. All right, guys, welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Um, if you hear me right now, there's a good chance uh, you are Joe Castro's Facebook friend. Um, what we do right now, what I do is I do a podcast where I interview my Facebook friends. Uh, I have over 4,000, so I figured why not just get them together and, and chat with them one by one. And uh, this this guest, this current guest, the friend you are, person you're a friend with, um, I, I've never had a full conversation with this person. I've, I've received video messages from him. Uh, I have seen him after he's watched me perform i've seen him direct my wife we'll get into why and how and what the franchise is that he that he that he is a the thrust behind but uh let's just introduce him hello director producer great guy joe castro how are you Hey, Evan. Thanks for having me on the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for trying this out with me. 
how how is the holiday season going so far may i ask it's it's going it's a mix of like you still want to like do a lot of work but at the same time you want to like catch up on things and at the same time you want to just chill and i'm you know like i've six episodes left of westworld to watch so i'm trying to just get all that in in a, in a timely manner well then i think i thank you very much for taking the time to uh, <laughs> take interest in my work and put me on your show no this is awesome thank you for for being available uh just so we know uh, originally where where are you from are you from la or where I was born and raised in Halotus, Texas, Whoa. and uh, it's like a tiny little town northwest of San Antonio, like population fourteen hundred. Okay, and uh, it's it's crazy. It's it was crazy small, but it's it's a, it's a really cool little town. And uh, yeah, I, I I lived there for eighteen years, and then I I just got the hell out of Dodge and came to L.A. <laughs> when did you get the hell out of Dodge? Like what year? You think uh, that, that that was nineteen eighty nine? Whoa. I can, yeah, I, I convinced a, a good friend of mine from high school who had graduated um, the year before I did. Actually, he had graduated two years before I did. I, I convinced him to literally pack up his bedroom in a U-Haul and put my bedroom in the back of a U-Haul, <laughs> attach it to his truck, <laughs> and drive out to L.A., and I, I followed him. <laughs> that's yeah, nothing, I mean, yeah, with some money in our pocket, that's exactly how it happened. And did you know, like, you were going to be doing the creative thing out here, or was that just, like, you stumbled into it once you got here, or what happened? Okay, funny story. Okay. Okay, I came out here uh, after having pen-palled with someone. Remember <laughs> like a, letters in the mail Not people? someone in prison, though. Not, not a no, prison. No, no, no. Okay. No, remember how if people used to, I don't know if you remember, no, but people used out. to actually write letters and mail them to people. And then when they got a response, they would literally handwrite a message back and, put it there and wait for them to get it. And, that, and I, was, I was friends with somebody in Florida, and uh, I was friends with them for at least, gosh, seven years. By pen pal, I had never met them. Okay, and I, and I, But I talked to them on the phone, and they said, Joe, why don't you move out to L.A.? I want to put you to work. And so me and my friend, like, literally, you know, put all our dreams in one truck, drive out to L.A., and we get here. On the day we get here, he's like, I don't have any work. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I don't have a job for you. That's like platonic like, internet what? dating. That's like, seems like that was just like platonic pen pal internet dating. That's horrible. What a tease. It, it is, um, it was, you know, I, I, but I kind of, I kind of expected it. And, uh, and then immediately went to work at Universal Studios in Whoa. the theme park, picking up cigarette butts. Oh my god! I'm serious. That's exactly what I did. So right I got here on the back lot, like right here, at Universal I, City. Right here at Universal, up at the theme park, I was uh, picking up cigarette butts and um, uh, uh, replacing trash can liners, trash liners, you know, like for the trash cans. That's what I did. And I literally, I was like, I would go in and open up a trash can, and I'd look in there, and there'd be no trash in it. And they're like, change it anyways. Oh and my like, gosh. And like, yeah, and I did that for two weeks. Until and that's I got my why there's no, there's no plastic bags anymore in L.A. because Universal <laughs> used them all up in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so you – but you knew you were gravitating obviously to, towards entertainment. Then when did, when did the oh, career no. – oh, no, you didn't. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, what I want to say is, oh, no, I knew like from seven years old. Oh, like, okay. My, my mother bought me a video camp. My mother and my father – a goat, a goat rancher and a school teacher, okay, <laughs> bought me in 1982 the very first video camera that came out on the home video market. Holy cow. In 1982. It was the very first one. It was a JVC. And uh, I remember it was $2,200. Whoa. That's how much it cost. And uh, I was 12 years old. Do you still have it? 
Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's if if my mother has it still in storage. Yeah, I still have the actual thing. In fact, I used it as a prop in a movie that I shot in Texas called Legend of the Chupacabra. It doesn't work anymore, <laughs> but I just had it for a prop. You know, yeah, that was back in like '97. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I knew I knew from way back when, like when I was seven years old, my dad literally sat me in front of the television and said, "Watch this, you're gonna love it." And it was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yeah. Oh my god. So horror <laughs> yeah. was always your thing, or like monsters and mayhem. I think that. I think that uh, yeah, monsters and mayhem. Monsters and mayhem is a good way to put it. Yeah. Science fiction, with a little horror thrown in there. I really love science fiction. I really ne- haven't ever uh, gravitated towards science fiction wholeheartedly, except for right now. Actually, I'm actually in the process of writing a screenplay that someone's uh, asked me to write a screenplay. It's my first. Full-fledged uh, science fiction horror feature. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now then, who who were your influences? Like, who were you watching of movies? Like, was it more like the sci-fi movies you were watching when you were younger? Was it like Freddy Krueger, or get, was it? Get this. Get okay. this. Okay. 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 So in 1982, 83, you know, VHS was big, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a cousin uh, who had an entire collection of every horror movie ever made on VHS. Whoa. Okay, he was a huge big time horror buff, and he worked for the Texas Railroad, and he made good money, and he had this giant collection of VHS. I was twelve, he was uh, thirty three. Huh. He was eleven years older than me, uh-huh. and uh, he didn't have a son, uh-huh. and his, and so I would go over to his house, him and his wife's house in the city in San Antonio on the weekends and spend it with them because my parents didn't know what to do with me. They yeah. were like, you know, yeah, I was just like oddball right <laughs> and uh, i literally got watched every horror movie ever made on vhs <laughs> literally from the time i was 11 years old to the time i was 15 years old i just it's just like all of it every week i would watch like six horror movies on vhs wow. I, my mind was just totally warped by the time that was done <laughs> so i have to ask do you i mean i watched the l ray network for for lucha underground wrestling but that's a channel that has endless horror stuff like on i don't know if okay. l ray is on your ca- cable tv radar or no big story okay <laughs> big story this is good here it goes ready yeah i created all the special effects for el mariachi Whoa. the movie that rodriguez directed okay Whoa. i created the practical rubber effects for it robert and i grew up together okay now robert actually didn't give me credit in the movie and didn't pay me <laughs> to do the special effects and um uh yeah that that was a real low blow in fact his visual effects supervisor the man that runs his company okay was my roommate (laughs) okay and robert met his visual effects supervisor in my apartment (laughs) kissed me and totally me over oh my gosh there you go. Uh, There's awesome. a story. So much censorship yeah. here. Uh, nice. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. it's okay. I forgot to tell you. It's all right. We're gonna edit it out. If you gotta curse more, curse more. No worries. Yeah. It's 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 a family. Yeah, so, yeah, I was totally snubbed. And you know what? It's lesson learned. But you know, um, yeah, that, yeah. Robert and I grew up together. We had a friendly competition together yeah. in Texas making movies. And uh, so yeah, the Wait, so you network. knew Robert no, Rodriguez back in Texas. It. You knew Robert back in Texas. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then when did when did uh in your career timeline was Terror Tunes the one I guess my wife did 
Was it Terratunes 1.5, Terratunes 2? Yeah, yeah, your wife, Kelly uh, Rexel did uh, Terratunes 1. which was Myersfield at the time. Yes, Myersfield. Kelly did Terratunes 1.5 and Terratunes 2. Okay. Yeah, she was in both of them. Yeah, yeah. So the one, let's see, the one where she was in a straight jacket? She she played two different characters. Okay. She played two different characters. Okay. Yeah, and and one of them, she was uh, a mentally challenged uh, girl whose, uh, whose brothers and sisters were kind of like, thrown into the the uh the Terratunes uh dimension and she tries to save them and herself. Okay. That's 1.5. So if you were in an elevator with someone and you told and they asked what do you what do you what's Terratunes what would you tell them as we're going from floor like 1 to 12? Okay, I would say I would I, I would, first I would say <laughs> do you like adult swim? <laughs> I said do you like adult swim? Yeah. And then and then so you know what that is and then yeah. I'd say and I say, do you like really gory horror movies? Or do you like horror movies? Uh, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then I say, well, take both of those and smash them together and you get terror tunes. <laughs> how, so. how fun is it? Like, because this isn't like gore gore. It's more like cartoonish kind of, kind right. of horror. It's like very stylized, over the top gore, like candy gore. I call it like candy gore, yeah. you know? Like with bright colors and, and like bold stripes and... You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, like if, Hansel and Gretel like, meets horror, I think. Right, it's kind of like, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like if the old Batman series had blood, like had like massive amounts of blood in it. Right. You know, like cow and bang and yeah. Then, it's, it's, fun. It's, 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 it's fun stuff for adults, you know. Is it, more, uh, is it, what's more fun? Like, is it hard to shoot or like the makeup itself? Is that trying or is it worth it? Is it fun to put all that on or what do you? You know, what, what I've come to learn is that uh, you know, when I'm working on another man, another another person's film, when I'm when I'm doing special effects for another person's film, I'm really, you know, really focused to making this other man's vision or this other person's vision come to life. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to put my own ideas aside to make sure there's one vision. And when I'm doing my own films, it's like I'm opening the fridge and going, "Let's see what we have to eat in here." You know, <laughs> it's like, well, "What do I have over here?" So I'm just kind of making stuff up as I go. Uh, I, it's like. You know, once you start, there's no off button, you know, with the creativity. I wish I could, like, pause it for a minute and, like, focus. But Terratune is, is, is just like a free-flowing, stylized uh, uh, painting, you know. Yeah. Once it starts, it, it doesn't really ever end. So how many did there end up being? Or is this still, is this still like, you think there'll be another Terratunes? Or is this oh, like... Oh, yeah, no, there's already one in post-production right now. Oh, my gosh, which um, number is it? We're number, we're number four. We're number four Whoa, right now. Oh, okay. Number four, like, number three was, like... It was it was a big deal. We we shot a portion of it in 2007 or nine. In 2007, we started shooting it, and then mm-hmm. that became a big deal. So we put it on the back burner, and then I made a, another full feature, which is the Summer of Massacre. They got us the um, uh, they got us the, the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for the highest body count ever in a slasher movie, <laughs> 155. And remember, it's a slasher movie, not. Not an action film, right? Because Expendables Two is like if you like video that, game, yeah. Right. That, that's not really that's not really a slasher movie. No. Ours is a slasher movie. That had more and, crafting. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, because people always go, "Oh, this other movie has way more kills than that." I'm like, "No, <laughs> but this is the slasher movie. It's, it's kind of it's an own own genre." And and uh, the Guinness, a, a world record company, actually, you know, they, they created this category. Like it has, they, it's like when a person, uh, when a killer. A deranged killer stalks people one by one and kills them. That's a slasher movie. Oh, so you need to do fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah. They told us the the record was fifty to be, 
And then I'm like, oh, okay, I got that. It's 155. And, and were it. some were some kills left out in the edit on the editing board, or like you could have put more oh, in, or no. did you get any out? I don't know. I, I think I was just once again, if it's in my own film, I'm just kind of making it up as I go along. <laughs> you know? Just uh, yeah, he's like, pour on more gravy. More <laughs> oh, you want to be you want to be dead? Okay, come on over here, lie down there. You're gonna be dead now. So yeah, I think I think one of the one of the biggest things about what what I like to do is first of all I love to make movies with my friends. Yeah, it's it's just nothing like it in the world. You make movies with friends, people that you can count on, and 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 then, you know, I'm like I'm kind of like I like to make sure that everybody feels like they have a part that they own. Yeah, you know, like if it's it, like if an actor comes in to do a, a to do a one day thing for me, and you know they're they're being an extra. I at least give them a, a word or a line or something to make them feel like they own a portion of it. You know, it's like they, they, they're they're seeing their stick. They 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 get the uh, experience of being being on camera and being and being up on the big screen when we have the premiere. You know, yeah. it's important for me. Include everybody in that. Does that go hand in hand? Because something you do unique. I don't know if this is done by other people. Is like when you're interested in working with people, you send them video messages. Like, is that just your style or is that like, I, 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 well, first of all, you know, working in this industry yeah. and the day of texting and, and all that, I, I, some messages can become very, um, um, desensitized. And I, when I'm working as an artist and I'm, especially if I'm collaborating with a producer, like right now I'm collaborating with somebody mm -hmm. and I do mm -hmm. do text messages. We started off with a FaceTime message though, because I wanted that. I wanted I wanted to become friends with this person. I want them to know they can they can be honest with me, and I want to be creative. I want to yeah. really, you know, do something crazy and fun. Uh, yeah, but no, I like to I like for people to to experience, you know, the the, the entire uh, process of making a Joe Castro film. But it's <laughs> like a Joe Castro experience. <laughs> and it, so, is horror your main thing? Do you branch out into other genres, or what's what's well, currently well, bubbling? That's a good, good question. And and the truth is, this is the, the the honest truth. I don't really think I make horror movies. Mm -hmm. My movies are sold right. as horror films because that is how Hollywood and America can package them mm -hmm. in order to get an audience. But my movies are more like they're, they're cult films, first of all. Right. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a whole category. It's a cult film. And a cult film is basically uh, categorized as something that has a following. Yeah, it's just something that people follow, that people can appreciate. You know, and they kind of, um, you know, they, they, it's just they, they understand it more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I make films that are, you know, that have horrifying things in them, but they're basically just fun, entertaining kind of uh, cult movies. You know? Yeah. Oh wow! And um, then I have to ask. Uh, as a as a movie person, what what are you currently watching on Netflix, or is there anything you're watching on the streaming services right that, now? That, that, that's that's a good, that's a good question. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My my what was that? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I just want to give a shout out to Stranger Things. I thought it was brilliantly okay. done. Okay. Okay. Entertaining. And uh, but you know, when it comes to watching stuff on um on television, yeah. I don't I, I really don't watch fiction. Yeah. I like to watch. Uh, I love the Science Network. I love the Science Network. <laughs> I at least watch it. At least I don't once even know what channel that is. <laughs> to find out. The Science Network, Science, just Science Channel. Science Channel. Yeah, I, I know it's out there. I, there's probably is it, there's at least or like and there's at least five different 
full-fledged series with like, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes mm-hmm. each of uh, everything you want to know about the universe. Everything you want to know about, you know, science, yeah. universe, and uh, I, I just can't get enough of it, you know. I, and I think that's where the direction of my career is turning towards this science fiction edge. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to doing something different. You know, I kind of have, I, I kind of have labeled, uh, been labeled in the industry as a micro-budget, you know, gore uh, filmmaker. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I, I don't really see myself doing that yeah. anymore. In the future. Wow. I mean, maybe I have something. But 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 in the future, I think it's going to be more science fiction, going more towards something something new, something different, definitely. So something different. So you like watching a lot of nonfiction, but is there a, is there like a major movie that you're looking forward to seeing when it comes out, whether it's now or whether it's you know, over the summer? Is there a big budget thing you're looking forward to seeing as as a fellow filmmaker or still nonfiction? Are you there? Damn it. Oh my gosh, I lost Joe Castro. I have to get him back. Will I get him back? We'll find out. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon.com. Patreon.com is the website that is making this podcast go. Um, Thanks to support from you guys. It's a website where you guys can support the podcast on a recurring basis so that I continue to make fun interview episodes like this. I have great things on the runway I would love to share with you guys and with your continued support, I can make it happen. If you want to check out Patreon for yourself, um, you can see that while I have my own fundraising goals, you guys have potential reward tiers for your contributions. For as little as a dollar a month, you could be getting the inside dirt, the inside skinny on my patron page. Uh, For $3 a month, I can make you a member of my awkward army. For $4 a month, the podcast will follow you on Twitter. $5 a month, I will give you an Evan Wexel cell phone wallet, and it goes from there. You can get a credit on the show. You can get consulted by me. You can get interviewed on the show. I am even offering up title sponsorship in a very creative way. How? Go to patreon.com slash funnyevan to check that out. And even if you want to do podcasting yourself, I do recommend what I use, which is Blueberry. If you want to go to Blueberry.com and see what they have to offer, they offer great podcasting statistics as well as hosting ability because when you host a podcast, you don't want to put it on your website. It will slow it down. You host it at another place, another service, and with the promo code Evan at Blueberry.com, you can get a free month of podcast hosting or podcasting statistics. So check that out. Check out Patreon. And let's bring back Joe Castro. Okay, we had a little bump there. Okay, here we go. Let's continue this. Okay, the Wi-Fi is back, guys. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel, a podcast which I am recording now uh, to be available tomorrow on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, uh, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter, awkwardwitheven.com. For past episodes, my guest this week is Joe Castro. Um, so I just realized there's a big thing. What's that? What would you describe that character behind you? I now see this from where we are right now. I oh, didn't this, what that was. Oh, this, yeah, is, this is uh, this, this is uh, the brand new Doctor Carnage right here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is this is, this is him after he's been uh, put back together on the operating table, and he has this big gash running down the middle of his head, oh. where in the Richard Terry <laughs> 
he was he was cut in half by a giant by a giant axe. Uh, so now he's got like he's got like bugs and uh, all kinds of little like toys and rubber duckies coming out of him here. Well, and uh, but yeah, big split down the middle of his head. Well, he should have had so. braces when he was growing up. That's all I have to say. <laughs> the dude needed an orthodontist. I, I try never to do the same thing twice. That, that's like a <laughs> running theme of my films. Yeah. So even if I'm making a sequel, it's like. It's hard for me to like bring back the exact same characters. Uh, I think I think it's just like the the um, the kind of inventor artist in me. I, I I always try to try something new, you know. Yeah, and well, one thing I was also asking you is there like a big movie theatrical release you're looking forward to in the coming months? Like whether it's Star Wars right. tomorrow or something over the summer or anything. Being the filmmaker, future films, your fellow I, filmmaker. I, I, Keep hearing there's going to be a Godzilla versus King Kong or King Kong or something like that, you know. And like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is my thing. That's 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 definitely my thing. So um, I'm looking for uh, anything with Godzilla. I just they just actually released a new Godzilla film, and it was Godzilla: A Resurgence, and it was it had a very small release, mm-hmm. and uh, it was in October. In early October, we saw it. And it was amazing. It's just amazing because it's they use, they use all the same uh, craft that the, that they did in the old Godzilla films, but they added CGI in it too. And it, it was amazing. It was amazing. In fact, it was a sold out audience. It was downtown. Mm-hmm. It's on downtown LA, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody everybody sitting in the audience was a complete nerd, like real nerd. <laughs> it was like there was another gay couple sitting next to us, and they were they, they were like maybe like twenty years younger than us, <laughs> and they were like totally nerded out over the whole thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So Godzilla still has. Is, is still alive and kicking and has a big fan base. Does this mean yeah. you've seen the one with Matthew Broderick and then the one like a year I, or two ago? I did. I did. <laughs> I love the one that came out just a couple of years ago. Yeah. The one with Matthew Broderick was it, it, it was very disappointing. Yeah. For me, for me, it was, I, I know, I know a lot of people like it. Yeah. I think it had some really fun moments. Like there was stuff in it that had never been done before, which was really cool. Yeah. Ultimately, I think that the one thing that makes Godzilla films so fun is 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 the uh the japanese take it so seriously you know and in the most uh, the most crazy situation of all but they take it very very seriously they take their godzilla very seriously but and i appreciate that <laughs> cool so so this has been the first uh conversation we've really ever had here on, on the podcast so i guess one of my final questions for you is um knowing of me are there any r- questions you have uh for me if you want to switch switch roles for a second, is there anything? Okay. First can... of all, uh, I definitely want uh, I, I definitely want you and Kelly to be a part of um, of, of one of the upcoming territories or something. I want to be able to well, to, to have you, you have both of y'all write a theme song. I would love a okay. theme song with lyrics. That would be so awesome. I'm down with and, that. Um, and, and also, like, how do where? Because I mean, I think everybody. Maybe I don't know if everybody does, but I kind of people dream of being being able to sing and write lyrics and play <laughs> instruments. How do you do that? How where does that come from? Is that is that because you're like a poet or <laughs> what? Where does that come? Y'all are great. I mean, y'all are awesome at it. 
Well, she's a trained singer. I mean, she's been doing the theatrical shows since the end of beginning of time. So she can do whatever. And I mean, she Christmas carols now as a Jew. I didn't but... know that when I was working with her. If I would have known that, I would have had Kelly like seeing her part or do something like <laughs> crazy, like break out in song and dance in the middle of the movie. Go ahead. No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. And, and me, I don't know. I always, I'm a big Bon Jovi fan. So I started guitar in college wanting to, to, always just cover Bon Jovi songs and I had to do a new hobby for a college class. And, uh, that's what I chose. And then after college, I didn't really know what to do with my life. So I just, I always had an eye on comedy and I started doing stand up for a year. And then a year later I was like, um, let's put two and two together. And I, you know, I wrote a song about being a male stripper. I wrote a song about being male and having a baby. I wrote a song (laughs) about romancing a homeless guy. So that's where I was at as a beginning songwriter. And, uh, I don't know. Right now, it's I don't. I'm like you know. I'm a four chord comedian, so it's it's like Adam Sandler's an influence as well. So you know, I just need the four chords and, and I'm good to go. My last new song I really wrote was about the election, uh, called "The Final Two, which I can't not play for another four years until it's relevant uh, to have to be down to two Again. people that you don't like. Uh, but unless you want. That's going to make a parody of it and, and, and find some way to make it relevant to get to that. You might, you, you, you might be able to. That's true. I mean, I feel like if, if prodded and like motivated to write about something, I would. But usually I'm bringing – my act is so improvisational now where like I have the skeleton structure and then the audience like will volunteer things or come up on stage and then I have to like riff off of what they do. So the new songs – And where were you hmm? – I was, I was, and like where can someone see you today? Oh, <laughs> Today, the next show I know of, uh, you could see me at is it uh is I think at Weber State in January in Utah. I'm going okay. back. There. I do a lot of colleges, so I go around the country and I and I that's private awesome. private gigs and sometimes high school and yeah. So that's oh, my very shtick. cool. But it, that's very it's fun. Cool. That's that's what I do um, when I go out of town a lot. Uh, yeah, but it's fun. I like I like writing songs. I like writing, making them funny. I just I want to figure out like what's the next phase of my songwriting. Like where is it gonna go? Um, to make it so, a full song and not so much like someone else fills in the blanks for me. Like I want to have like a you know like a final two. I had like a beginning, a middle, and an end. I had punchlines in there, and I knew it was gonna go. Um, so you know I just want to have. I'm thinking of writing a song about just uh, it's gonna have to do with vaping. I feel like there needs to be a song about vaping. So okay. that's, that's, okay. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to have a story around that and uh, I'll hopefully make it funny. It, may, it might be a short, like two minute song, but I haven't, that's, that's, I'll tease that. Now you be ready, be ready. Now you put it out there. You might see an entire television show about vaping. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, <laughs> show whatever you want. I'm, I'm just going to do my stupid vape, vape jokes and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, cool. So anything you want to promote, anything you want people to check out? I mean, you already have generated, probably as big of an audience as I've had since I've done the podcast. So thank you for that. Um, it's more than just my mom and my mother-in-law. So that's good. Um, yeah. Any, where can we check you out? Know, Joe I, I stuff? Say, anybody out there is listening right now and you haven't seen terror tunes three. It's a great holiday film. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's a great holiday film because it, there is literally, I, 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 I believe Something in the movie for everybody. Yes, and it, it, it's you're either gonna really love it or you're gonna like want to like uh, you're gonna want to pull your eyeballs out. There's just something in it for everybody. It's a real cornucopia of genres and ideas, and uh, yeah, uh, but uh, it, it's a definite um, break from the 
uh, typical Hollywood formula film. Yeah. And uh, it's a stylized cult mo- motion picture, and it has a, a lot of adult themes. That uh, uh, I, 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 it's probably a comedy, mm-hmm. for really twisted people. <laughs> I don't know if, 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 if normal people will laugh at it as much, but uh, I, I, at one of the screenings of the film, uh, literally, people walked out and were slightly trembling. <laughs> when they walked out, they were slightly trembling, you know, and with a smile on their face. So if people then, were to get uh, it, where can they get it? Like online? There's this like, ter- 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 website? Uh, yeah, it's for digital download at uh, Vimeo On Demand, uh, uh, oh. iTunes, Google Play, and uh, uh, it's coming to Dish Network. Whoa. Sony PlayStation. And Sony's PlayStation. Whoa. Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, it's, it's gonna be fun. It'll be fun, and and definitely check it out. Uh, and uh, you know, and then we have Terratunes Four coming up. Okay. And Terratunes okay. Four is also is gonna be a big, big departure from the other three. Uh, first of all, Brink Stevens, who, who is an amazing scream queen goddess, <laughs> uh, she wrote and directed a portion of this, Ooh. a large portion of the movie, and it's her directorial debut. And um, it's gonna be more of a classic. Uh, kind of fairy tale a uh, horror movie it's not going to be a gory film a gory joe castro fest it's gonna be something totally different okay and uh there'll still be some of dr carnage and the, the crazy cartoon characters in it but it's gonna be something new we're gonna do something different and, yeah and it's the eta on terror tunes 4 can you even get like ballpark uh, it, it? It, it, will, it, it will be out by, by the end of next year okay great yeah, yeah. and uh we've been working on it for uh almost four and a half years now whoa did, and, like, like like an entire portion of the movie was shot on a green screen set so it's literally all being done in the computer and i'm like learning how to do this thing as i'm creating it which means i'm literally inventing the techniques that i'm using on camera or or, or, or in, in the computer while i'm putting this stuff together that's amazing yeah. okay cool joe castro thank you very much uh for coming on the podcast i will make this into an audio episode uh if you guys search socially awkward with Evan Wexel, I'm going to like say goodbye to everybody. Oh, yes. Hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Watch Terror Tunes 3. All right, peace. Nice. So we, yeah. you say goodbye to the Facebook people, and now I'll wrap right. you up. I'll wrap you up here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Joe Castro, you did your thing. Okay. Well done, sir. Hey, I, yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Evan, for. We're taking an interest in our work, and I would love—I would love to do something with you and, and Kelly. They're yeah. extremely talented, and like that's like the direction I'd want to go. Something new, something different. I mean, I don't—I don't want to make a movie where I kill people one by one anymore. It's just like <laughs> I've done it enough times. Just do it you know? in dozens. I, I mean, let somebody else have a shot at it, right? Yeah. I, I've done it already. I have a Guinness Book of World Record for it. I don't need to—I <laughs> don't need to prove myself anymore about <laughs> that. Kidding. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, say, so, so I, yeah, I could say you're a world record film director, yeah, uh, a record breaking yeah, film I, director, yeah, an award winning, yeah, uh, yeah, film director, uh, Guinness Book of World, world Record film director. Yeah, I wrote that down. Ah, you paused. Person to have that award with my partner and with Schroeder. Yeah. Cool. So, um, okay. Well, listen, uh, awesome. you guys have a happy holiday and uh, say hi to Kelly for me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, you got it. Thank you. Peace. All right. That was my talk with Joe Castro. He put it together. He made it happen. He made the recording happen live on Facebook. 
uh, while we were doing it. Um, but I want to thank him for his energy, his enthusiasm, and and sharing just hilarious stories. Um, definitely worth uh, hunting down terror tunes if you want to definitely alt horror kind of night. Um, he's the way to go. Um, that again at terror tunes on Twitter. If you even want to write some nice things to him, um, this podcast is at awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter and awkward with Evan.com. And please write a five star review on iTunes. If you can, um, I am about to record even more episodes. I even already have another, uh, episode in the can already ready to go. Um, I'm just waiting to compile more Amy's. I spoke to my first Amy last night. It warmed my heart. I was blown away. She wanted, she was worried it didn't come out well. It came out amazing. I look forward to sharing my mystery, Amy, with all of you guys. Um, but in the meantime, uh, enjoy the holidays, have some fun, and stay awkward, or at least I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel.